and welcome to the Landlord and Tenant Pod Mess. The only podcast that has the balls to ask the question, can a landlord and tenant be buddies? I'm Landlord James, one of your hosts. And I'm the other host. I'm Tenant Mike. And I would just like to say, we wish you a Merry Christmas. We wish you a Happy Hanukkah. If that is what you celebrate. Also, whatever you're celebrating, uh, welcome to this special holiday edition of the pod. I'm wearing a little uh, elf's hat uh, to get sort of into the Christmas spirit, and uh, James uh, is not dressed up at all for the holiday. But uh, no, obviously not. We're two grown men in mm-hmm. an apartment together. Why would I do that? Oh, you remind me of a certain uh, Ebenezer Scrooge uh, with that mm. attitude. But anyway, um, I'm not going to let that dampen the holiday spirit. Mike, your place is really, really decorated. Yes, I have one, two, three trees here. There is a lot of trim. All over the place. Um, I have little Santa figurines, and uh, I have a Mrs. Claus as well, oh. uh, just in front of the door. I have to move her. Bit of eye candy. Yeah. Can. She's not a bad-looking lass. <laughs> uh, no offense to any of our listeners. Uh, but yes, I do go a little bit crazy at Christmas time, and uh, it's my favorite holiday. Uh, and uh, I hope you like the way uh, the apartment looks. Well, it's it's definitely uh, looks like someone had a lot of time to. To do this, I had a lot of time recently. Yeah. Yes, I'm just trying to f- find ways to fill the the hours and the minutes and even sometimes uh, seconds wow. of my days. And, I, have you? Oh, I'm sorry. No, I was just going to say. In this spread you've got out here is unbelievable. This food spread is very yes. involved. Yes. Have you ha- have you helped yourself to some nibbles here? Not yet. I've got Christmas cookies and cakes and pies. I've got some Christmas buns here, and I've got my. Uh, so a little new, a little new recipe for me. I made some homemade candy canes this year. Have you tried them? Uh, no. That. Oh, you gotta bit, try them. Uh, what are they? So it's made. It's a healthy alternative to the regular store bought candy cane. These ones are made out of. Uh, let's see. It's a uh, black beans, peppermint extract, and a little bit of egg white. And I shape them uh, into the candy cane shape, and then you let them harden, and they're just as. De- you can't even tell the difference. Hmm. They're very delicious and good for the, the good for the ticker. And good for the gut. Hmm. But are they good for the taste buds? Well, I, I, I would say not. yes. Um, okay, well, very impressive, Mike. It's, have, have you decorated your uh, penthouse condo for uh, Christmas? Uh, no, no. But um, I do, um, on my uh, Apple TV, I run this sort of, like, uh, screensaver thing. And sometimes it's, like, festive screensavers. Uh, oh, like know, the, the fireplace thing. thing? or the uh, <laughs> Yeah, the uh, fireplace or a rotating right. chicken or something. I right. leave the TV on all night, just, you know, so sometimes I'll walk in when I'm, right. you know, uh, going to the bathroom or having a, you know, early morning hot, sh- a cold shower or something right. like that, and uh, and I'll have that running. So that's a little bit of festiveness, I guess. You know, if you leave that fireplace video going long enough and you keep watching, every now and then you'll see a hand come and, come and sort of poke a new uh, log onto the fire, and I yeah. always wonder who that hand belongs to. Yeah, I don't actually watch the fireplace channel. I just sort of, you know, it's just on. Right. I don't watch it long enough to see what's happening in it. But isn't it interesting, though, that man, since since the dawn of time, has been fascinated by just fire? Anyway, what else uh, do we have to talk about here in our intro? Um, have you finished your shopping? Oh, right. Yeah, I mean, I don't buy a lot. I don't really do Christmas, I'm just going to be honest. 
Um, but my, I mentioned in a previous episode, I do have a son, Pavel, lives Pavel. in Miami. Little Pavel. With uh, she who shall not be named. Um, and unfortunately, I couldn't make it down to see Pavel. I couldn't make it down to Miami. I'm going in uh, January. So I didn't want to do the double trip. You're not going to visit your son for Christmas. It's He's fine. I'm sure his mother will, you know, be spending lots of money giving him a fun uh, holiday. I mean, you missed his birthday recently, and well, now this is two in a row. Kids don't care about that stuff. Ask kids right. never remember if their parents did stuff, you know, when they were a kid in that way. Okay. But I did send him a great gift that I feel good about. Nice. Well, at least you made that effort, you know? Uh, so what did you get him? I sent him a copy of the game. Which is a book that if you are a guy, I highly recommend reading. It's just a real interesting look at uh, dating, love, uh, you know, how to interact, period. And it, it's really informed okay. a lot of my decisions. Um, how old is Pavel again? I, uh, you said he was, he, you just missed his 10th birthday? Yeah, he's about 10. And you're getting him a, a sort of uh, dating psychology book that just doesn't seem like an appropriate gift for a, a young boy. Well, when no. I was his age, I would I would have preferred balloons or little candies or. Well, Mike, you probably would still prefer balloons or candies. So I don't know if you're a great litmus litmus test for this. To be frank, what about you? What do you have going on? Are you are you buying? Have you bought your presents? Yes, yes. I finally finished uh, shopping for Christmas. And uh, now, are you familiar with the term <clears throat> "shop till you drop"? James. Yes. Because literally, that's what happened to me this past week at the Eaton Center. I shopped till I dropped. Uh, it it uh, happened in Banana Republic. I was looking for a shirt, a particular shirt that my nephew uh, Jason had asked me for, and I don't know what happened. I had skipped breakfast. I hadn't. I wasn't hydrating properly. I was overheating under my thick winter coat. And I'd been shopping for four hours straight, no break. It was very crowded in the mall. And suddenly, as I was bringing up the shirt to the to the counter, I just fell over. Jeez. Started, started shaking on the ground. And the next thing I knew, I woke up in, uh, in the mall's little infirmary. My gosh. Nurses wow. all over. Wow, I'm sorry to hear that. The, the gosh. Uh... Priest was giving me last rites. There's a mall priest. Is there? Yeah. Wow, I did not know that. Wow, that's awful. Well, I'm sorry to hear that. Yeah, you truly shop till you drop. I huh? fell down. <laughs> I, yeah, shop till you my passed head, out. Hit my head on the ground. <laughs> shop till you died, almost. I, you know what? <laughs> yeah, it's, I'm, I'm lucky to be here, actually. It's funny you mentioned that. Is, uh, I mean, it seems odd to become that ill just from... Being a bit hot and shopping, is everything all right physically? Um, well, the results are coming back next week. I shall uh, read my uh, medical results uh, on the first pod of okay. 2018. Okay. Uh, don't worry. But, uh, yeah, uh, they said I, I just overdone it, and I guess part of it is that I get so excited around Christmas that I just sort of uh, overexerted myself, and uh, they had to give me a B12 shot and uh, a lot of cookies. Wow. Well. Um, so be careful out there. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, if you get that excited by uh, by Christmas shopping, be careful. Um, why do you get so excited by Christmas? If I can, if I can ask, because you know you don't seem super close with your family, and you don't no. you definitely don't have a girlfriend. Tr- well, you know, we're on again, off again, right now. Uh-huh. Uh, it's true. I don't have much of a family. Don't really. Uh, they don't really speak to me. Uh, but as the song says, 
It's the most wonderful time of the year. Huh. And I just love the magic of um, walking downtown, seeing all the decorations, hearing the the choirs of, of carolers, uh, yeah. and just the, the myth of Couples Santa. in love with their kids. Couples in love. Not with their kids, but couples <laughs> couples uh, that have kids and they are in love. Right. Yes. And then you think, well, good for you, Mike. I'm glad this mm-hmm. brings some a bit of light to your dark life. Thank um, you, sir. Thank you, sir. Well, was there anything else we wanted to do before... Uh, yes, just before we go any further. Now, uh, I'm going to surprise you a bit here, James. James didn't know I was going to do this, but uh, it is Christmas time, so I did get you a little Christmas gift here. Oh, no. And uh, I'm just going to hand it to you now, and please feel free to open it here. Uh, okay. Listeners, you should see the look on his face right now. Um it's a piece of paper. A piece of paper, and read what it says. Dearest Landlord James, this year Santa must have felt you've been very nice indeed, <laughs> for he is giving you one twentieth of a Bitcoin. Merry Christmas, James. It's one twentieth of a Bitcoin, uh, cryptocurrency that's doing quite well in the charts, as they say. Mike, that's that's really nice. That I mean, that's close to a thousand dollars. It's just over a thousand dollars. Yes. Uh, wow, Mike. I mean, thank you, but you're welcome. Like you um, don't. That seems like a big gift. It, yeah, I mean, if it's uh, you know, what's what is Christmas for if it's not for the chance for two podcasters to share gifts? Well, and uh, I mean, that's really kind, but you know, you, thank you. you. Have, you're sort of a bit. Uh, you know, you're not rolling in it. Let's be honest. I feel a bit guilty, uh, to be honest. Oh no, no, no! I scrimped and saved, but it's you know, get, uh, to me, the real pleasure of Christmas is in the giving. So wow! Uh, uh, please don't feel that you no, no, no! Had to I get got, me anything no, no, in return? I, yeah, 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 yeah! No, I did. I did. I did get you. Uh, oh, you did! <laughs> I did. I did. Hang on. A oh, second. listeners, you should see my face. Uh, I'm lit up like a Christmas um, one of the Christmas trees in my apartment. Oh, I got something in my, my bag for you. Yeah. Hang oh. On. All right. Oh, I feel. Um, yeah, I'm having visions of sugar plums, like the boys and girls in that poem. Oh, uh, go through my head right now. Well, here's a little sugar plum for you. Merry Christmas, Mike. Okay, uh, and you've handed me what looks like a flashlight, and there's something weird on. I'm turning it on, yeah. and they, there's no no, uh, no light a, is coming out of it. Yes, it's what not a this? flashlight. Try popping off the top there. Okay, and oh. It is a, uh, <laughs> well, there's a surprise you don't expect to see uh, when you pop off the top of a flashlight. It looks like a lady. Yes, exactly like a lady. Okay. It's and a flashlight. It's a, uh, okay. it's a flashlight. And uh, I just wanted to give you one and to say Merry Christmas and thanks for very much for the 120th of a Bitcoin and, uh. You know, okay, maybe well, thank you for this, and uh, yeah, you shouldn't have. Bring you a bit of happiness. Really, uh, it, uh, and you were just carrying this around loose in your bag for me, as a gift for me? Yeah, yeah. I, I took it out of the box just because I thought, why waste, you know, why waste, give you the extra recycling? Waste not, want not. And I just had it in my bag loose. Uh, yeah. And the sort of talcum powder, I pre-put talcum powder on it. Just Thank to, you. Yeah, yeah, no problem. Um, so, yeah, and then I just, that was the gift for you. That was what the, the intention was, to give it to you as a Christmas gift, loose in my bag. Thank you. Absolutely. Now, t- uh, th- <clears throat> thank you for this. It's a very unusual gift. Didn't expect this at all. Now, I just, uh, I'd like to point out on the back, on the sort of 
back of the flashlight, there are some initials sort of uh, carved into the flashlight. <sighs> yeah. J.H., which mm, I couldn't help which... but notice match, match up exactly no, with your well, name. Oh, your that's initials. true. But it actually, in this instance, stands for January's Hard. Because oh. it's a Christmas gift. Right. And, you know, once the holidays are over, oh, that's Deep hard. depression. Yeah, so, yeah, when you're depre- yes. wait, so when you're depressed, right. use that thing and you'll feel a bit better. January's hard. There you go. Well, thank you. Uh, Merry Christmas to you and, you know. Thanks. Well, we both got um, a gift. We both given each other gifts, so we're even. Well, thank you for this. I'm just going to put it on the, on the counter over here. And um, you can bet I'll... Uh, as soon as I use it, I'll let you know uh, how it went, and I'll give you the full de- uh, rundown. And you know what? Maybe this year you'll do a Christmas dinner for two. Put that thing at the other seat. <laughs> Can you imagine? <laughs> give her a name, you know. Can you imagine? Uh, what, have you two decided what you'd like to order so far? Yeah, right? take it to a restaurant. Right. That's fun. Yes. Oh. Uh, the, the lady will have the spaghetti. <laughs> right? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Mm. Um... And when you make sure when you wash it, you have to remove the sort of uh, silicone pink part out of the the flashlight part. Okay, it does look a little odd when you pull it out. It kind of looks like a alien kind of thing. But it it uh, it's uh, it's a good. They're great. They're great. Well, thank you. Yeah, no problem. Merry no Christmas. Problem. Merry Christmas to you too. Um, and just before we uh, get to our guest, who I don't know who it is. Yes, uh, this, this is a week. surprise. Actually, that's my real Christmas present to you, is our guest. Because I'm very excited to spring our guest our guest on you. All right. Well, before we do that, I'd just like to... I'm going to tease the, the audience here listening. Uh, be sure to listen to the very end of today's special holiday episode. Because we will be finishing with a very special, exclusive Christmas poem. Uh, that you will not want to miss, and it's probably going to go viral. Uh, so uh, just keep that in mind. Pretty sure it's not going to go viral. This is a brutal idea, but okay. fair enough. Um, all right, well, we'll look forward to that at the end of the episode, and uh, we'll be back with our guest coming up. Ho, ho, ho! Welcome back to this special holiday episode of the Landlord and Tenant Pod Mess. I am, of course, co-host Tenant Mike. And I'm uh, Landlord James. And Mike, um, this is very exciting. We've got our guest here today. And Mike, you do not know this person. I don't know him at all. Okay, well... well, let me introduce him. His name is Bob Kerr. Hi, Bob. Hello. Hi. Hello, Bob. Thanks for doing the pod. Now, Mike, this is very fun. So I was at a, a party on King Street recently in a club. Uh, it's the club Bubble, if you've heard of it. Okay. And it's Ooh, it's based... It's new. It's new. Yeah. It's pretty new. Yeah, you kind of basically go into this area and they have sort of a giant... A giant bubble wand, like you know, you you make a bubble and you oh, like at the circus or something. Exactly, like a bubble. Yeah, and you stand in it, and then this big machine makes a giant bubble with with a bunch of people in it, and it literally floats you away along King Street, and everyone's partying and drinking. And I met Bob at this party in Bubble, yeah, the club. We were in the same bubble. We were in the same bubble. Yeah, because it's like. Uh, they sort of mash you around with different people. It's yeah. Not, it's not like you go with your friends, you're in a bubble with your friends. It's whoever is there. It's it's standing. totally clubbing for the new yeah. age of social media where you don't know who you're meeting. And, yep. Yeah. And it's like the best singles mixer bar, I think, of a Now magazine. 
I th- yeah, I think so. Certainly in Toronto Life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So well, I'll have to visit sometime. Yeah, it's pretty expensive. It's pretty expensive. The cover is exorbitant. But. Yeah, okay. and you got to kind of dress nice to get in. Whatever. Anyway, so we're in Bubble, and I'm talking to this guy, and I'm, I'm chatting with him. This guy, Bob, he's like, as you can already tell, he's a cool guy. Yes. Very fun. I'm Giving off a nice vibe. Absolutely. Oh, thanks. Thanks. So we start talking about where we work, and I sort of said I don't really have a job. I'm just wealthy. And I start asking Bob about where he works. Yes. And I thought, this is interesting. Bob, why don't you tell Mike where you work? Uh, so I, <clears throat> I run the... Uh, Gift shop at the top of the CN Tower. Oh, oh, oh! Wow. Uh, okay, Isn't I see what's fun? happening. I see what's happening now. Uh, right, because I I work at the gift shop uh, beneath the CN Tower. Oh, do you underground? Okay. So now I see, James, why you thought that Bob would yeah. be an exciting guest. Listeners oh. to the podcast will know Mike works at the. At the gift shop, uh, not at the top of the CN Tower, the middle, but below the CN Tower. Far, far beneath the earth. Yes. yes. And yeah. so I met the guy who runs the gift shop at the top of the CN Tower. Wow. I I didn't even know there was such a thing. Yeah, yeah. We've been there for uh, 22 years now. I mean, I've only worked there for seven, but right. uh, yeah, that's great. I mean, I know the, the gift shop at the top of the CN Tower is a little bit... has. Um, how should I say this? It's more respected and probably more visited... Has, uh, yeah, you know. As opposed to the yours beneath the earth? Yes. I would say so, yeah. The subterranean yeah. one doesn't get a lot of traffic. You no, know? I um, think part of the appeal of... One, one part of going to the gift shop, at my gift shop, is that it's at the top of the CN Tower. Right, and that's... The height of the CN Tower is what makes it exciting. It's why people go, yeah. Yeah, because right. I was going to say, people typically go to the CN Tower to go up it and look at the view, right? They rarely yeah. go to kind of be like, oh, what's in the tunnels underneath? You know? Yeah. That's a fair point. Yeah. Yes. I mean, uh, is there any sort of significance uh, below the... I've never... I Honestly, this is the first I'm hearing of it, so... We sort of sell uh, dead stock or products that uh, aren't doing so well above the ground, so we have a lot of uh, trinkets from, for instance, from the 80s, um, from the Pan Am games. They had some CN Tower trinkets. Um, oh, interesting. And, you know, uh, it's not, we're not for everyone. We're an acquired taste. Yeah. Uh, but I find that the, the people who like us love us. That one and, lady uh, would go in every day, right, Mike? Yes, I had an ex-girlfriend who would come in every lunch and buy a trinket. And uh, You had an ex-girlfriend come in. She'd buy a, a trinket from your She'd come in every, every lunch hour from her job, and she'd buy a trinket every day, and we'd, you know, we'd chat. Is she, she like a, a mole person? Or? No, no, no. Uh, she was a human regular. Okay. I don't know that she was your ex-girlfriend, no offense. Didn't you just, like, talk? We talked a bunch. Well, what's, I mean, we went out for, for supper once uh, to the old spaghetti factory, <laughs> uh... Which is for for our listeners listening outside Toronto is one of the top Italian restaurants in the city, and uh, we had quite a, a dinner. And uh, we never really uh, this, something changed outside of work, and we didn't have the same sort of spark in our right. conversation. So we sort of broke up. Right. The intrigue was yes not knowing each other. We were we did best underground, I suppose. Yeah, <laughs> uh, where there was no lighting, or? no lighting, and just a really claustrophobic sense of uh, you know is the is the ceiling going to collapse on us? Um, yeah, so much concrete is above our heads right now. Yes, like five hundred meters. Right. Yeah, you know, I actually get that same sense of danger 
uh, at the top mm. because you know uh, it's it wobbles. It time. does, but it must be kind of a sexy danger. You're you're at the top of this tower, yeah. you know. Rather than having a bunch of concrete, you know, the fear of concrete just kind of crushing you, it's more of a sexy like we could fall to our death, baby. You know? Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, I've de- I've definitely had dreams. Mm. Uh, I've definitely had dreams where uh, it's I've fallen out of it, like it, it wobbles so much. Oh uh, my god, it thrusts me out, and uh, I. I don't know if it, this might be TMI, but uh, it resulted in a, a nocturnal emission. Wow. Oh my god! Wow! So, you know that's interesting. It was powerful because they say that wow. at the moment of death, a gentleman does to a, a bit of a, a squirt. They do say that. They do say that. Where did you read that? I've never heard that. It's in. Uh, it's in all the magazines and books. I mean, uh, I, I believe it was like a Freud thing. It's like the jizz when they die. <laughs> Well, if you're doing it right, that's no, what Freud would say. I don't say. think that's true, but anyway. Well, that's, that was my experience. Well, I'm sorry wow. to hear, but uh, yeah, I've never... Oh, I'm not sorry. I, it was enjoyable. Well, oh. great. Yeah. So, you, so Mike maybe doesn't necessarily meet the, the coolest people um, at his gift shop. No offense, Mike, by the sounds of it. But, Bob, you must meet some really cool people at the, at the top of the tower. Yeah, there's... Uh, I, I would say the... Name a celebrity, probably I've, especially a Canadian celebrity, they've definitely been, I've met them, I've probably sold them, you know, a t-shirt uh, or a plush CN Tower doll. Has Avril ever been up there? Avril uh, Levine? Yes. Yeah, yeah, Avril Levine's been up there. Um, uh, actually, she was with Chad Kroger at the time, oh. and they were, <clears throat> they were having an argument. Oh wow! Uh, and I was standing right there, and then that must uh, have been awkward. It was, it was very awkward. Uh, they were fighting over um, t-shirt sizes, right? Uh. And uh, then the next day, I read that they were getting a divorce, and I was like, "Did I? Was I?" You witnessed maybe the final fight or the wow, the big fight that ended their was relationship. It, was it that Chad thought that he was a medium and he was really a large or something? Like what? Yeah, she. I think that's what happened. She picked out an XL. Oh. And he was like, are you f- fucking kidding me? Oh. The, the, the gently bruised male ego yeah, strikes again. The toxic masculinity, I guess, as some would say. Uh, uh, is that... Does that apply? Yeah. I mean, yeah. that's all I ever read about, but I... Uh, I think Chad Kroger's, uh, yeah, his is he was a delicate. Uh, he couldn't handle uh, XL. She's like, well, we can try a large, and he's like, I've been medium my whole life, right? You That's know? a huge jump. And I was, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I think, I think Avril, because he didn't look, he didn't look XL to me. Maybe she's she was playing mind gaslighting games. him. Yeah. Yes. Oh, you th- yeah, for sure. Like she was convincing him that he was uh, like chubby or something. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. So she could have been playing some head games, and he was maybe I don't know. Maybe he had enough. That's possible. Oh wow. I mean, I, you know, that's one of the least remarkable celebrities I've seen up there. Well, how about others? Like people, I'm thinking Biff Naked, Rainbow, the former Much Music VJ. Um, ben Mulrooney, like who? Who else? Yeah, have you seen Mully Runes? Mulrooney, Ben. Mully Runes. Yeah, no, M- M- Ben Mulrooney. I'm friends with Ben Mulrooney. 
Get out! Yeah, yeah, yeah. I am too. We're good, buddy. Are you serious? Yeah. I've I've been with him to Bubble. To Bubble? Yeah, I've been there with him. Uh, he wasn't there. No, no, not no, that night. No, no, okay. Yeah, yeah, oh, that's cool. My goodness, it wow. seems like everyone we have on the show is buddies with Ben, Ro- ben Mulroney, but me, almost. You should be. You should try and be friends with him, because he is one of the coolest guys I know. Yeah. He's, like, so down to earth. Mm-hmm. He throws the best bashes, and uh, uh, he's just a... He quick, charms the pants off you. Quick Ben story. Went over for bagels and locks one morning, Sunday morning, 11 a.m. He says... James, get over here. I'm having bagels and locks. You know, just get over here right now. Yeah. No, no, you know, I go oh my fine. God. I go fine. I hop in my Uber Black. I get over there. I get to his to his place. He serves me bagels and locks. All gold. Yeah. And he, he takes a bite. He goes, go for it. Eat it. And I bite, take a bite. He goes, you're eating gold, baby. Mm-hmm. Gold, edible what? gold. Yeah. Edible gold on top of the bagels and locks. Yeah. Couldn't believe it. Cost 10 grand a Ten grand a bagel, and that's just his average Sunday brunch. That's his Sunday brunch. Oh my yeah. goodness! So that's just one story. Yeah. Um, well, anyway, that's so cool. So he goes up there. I knew he actually. I knew he goes. He goes up there uh, uh, because we're both sort of like you know pioneers of party, and uh, so yeah, he comes up there <laughs> a lot. I go to his place a lot for parties, mm-hmm. and um, yeah, it's. Uh, You'll have to tell him to come downstairs and visit me one of these days. I don't know. Mm. He already doesn't yeah. like Mike because we had him. We actually had him in studio once, and Mike it wasn't my fault. I got everywhere. sick, uh. kept him waiting, but I did serve him tea and biscuits while I was feeling sick. Like uh, goldless tea and biscuits. Yeah, there yep. was no gold, obviously. No but, edible uh, gold at all. Yeah, because that is like a part of his. Yeah, he eats a lot diet. of edible gold. Yeah. Um, which you do wonder how healthy that is. And I but. think, uh, but I think. Well, he he gets sick if he doesn't have gold now, right? Like he's developed a <laughs> is dependency. Is that true? On it. Yeah, I'm yeah. starting to wonder. And he's like, got a golden hue. He does have a gold. I think he's. It's like he's trying to turn into like a, a walking statue. I think that's very possible. Yeah. And I support him. Whatever the guy wants to do, but it's no. concerning. It is. Yeah, as a friend, it's concerning. But mm. at the same time, it's kind of cool. Yes, so, I can't agree more. Yeah. So. You know, it's like if you have a friend who's who's like in a rock band, and but they're also like doing drugs, and you're like like That's heroin. Cool. Yeah. Mm. It's pretty cool. Yeah, and you you want to say something, but if you do, then you're going to ruin them, and they're right. going to be because not cool anymore. They're thinking of their legacy, and you're just thinking of of their health. But uh, yeah, yeah, like I think their legacy is a bit more important. Mm. So, so Bob, um, could you talk us through what's a day like working at the top of the CN Tower? Okay, I so. mean, what do you do exactly? Where do you go? Is me, there a can I predict this? Your answer is going to be: I spend a lot of time in the elevator going right to the top. Uh-huh. Uh, Am I right? Am I in the right area? Well, I spend about maybe three minutes in the elevator. Right, uh, but okay. I, I have I unlock the CN Tower. You unlock you the unlock CN Tower it in the morning. You're the man with, yeah. with the golden key, as it <laughs> yeah. were. Wow. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, I unlock the scene tower. I go up the elevator. And then I open the the gift shop. You know, people start pouring in. Open uh, the curtains? Yep. And, um, you know, the, sh- there's, the show must go on. Yeah, and then they're there to buy trinkets. Uh, um you know, and there's also the rotating restaurant that people like to eat at. Do you uh, do you often take a lunch there, or maybe have supper? 
No, because uh, I know what goes on in the kitchen. So I, I actually go down. Ooh. I go down and I eat up like Boston pizza. Oh, cool. Yeah, or like a Planet Hollywood or something like that. Yeah, I love that. Uh, very interesting. Yeah, and uh, then at nighttime, um, when the CN Tower's closed, you know, uh, I also sort of set a mapping for the light show that happens at night time. You're in charge of the lights. I have to I have to orchestrate the lights. Oh my All goodness. Of the yeah. Lights. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. All of the lights. Yes. And uh also uh I close it down but then I will sometimes throw like a a, a party at the top of the CN Tower. Uh, oh what? That's yeah. that's what I'm saying. Me and Ben, that's how we became friends, because he'll attend some of my CN Tower parties. Oh, you throw those? Are you kidding I've, me? Yeah. Well, I've because been to those. I, have you? Yeah, yeah. You've been to... I've been to a couple of those, yeah. Top of the CN Tower. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, wow. Uh, that's crazy, because... Uh, hmm. So we might have met hmm. before. Yeah, we might have. So, yeah. Not, not to be a party pooper here, um... Or the police officer of the podcast, Officer Mike reporting for duty. But are these parties in the, at the top of the CN Tower open to the public? Are they official? No, absolutely not. Um, it's an invite only. Okay. All right. No, there's I, that would be I, I would lose my job. I think. So, yeah. I, okay. you can't, yeah. Especially with it's what not goes on at those things. Yeah. It, oh my God. Yeah. It's not legal. It's um. Makes it's, eyes wide shut look like uh, you know Teddy Ruxpin. Yeah, exactly. Oh my god. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's uh, very. It's it's like one of the wildest sex parties you you would ever attend. But, like yeah. ev- everyone's. Oh my god! Like that is not what the Canadian National Tower is it, about. As an employee of the CN Tower, I will say that. I have never... I, I also have the keys to the underground uh, gift shop, and I've never thrown a sex party or had, you know, even a, a drop of alcohol down there. Uh, these these movies make the sex scene in uh, Monster's Ball look like uh, the polka dot door. Yeah. They, you know uh, saying? Like, they make like crazy. Uh, those uh, sex parties at Wolf of Wall Street makes them yeah. look like, you know, fucking... Today's special. Today's yeah, special. Rainbow Connect. Like, is yeah. that what you said? I said polka dot door. And yeah. Teddy do you think it makes? Do you think the parties you throw make the debauchery you see in a movie like Train Spotting look like, uh, you know, Hannah Montana? Yeah. Mm. I don't like that one as much, but uh, All right. yeah, it's well, like, yeah, but they are wild parties, though. Hey, Bob. It's like, um. Well, everybody has to sign like a consent form because um. It's a lot of writhing naked bodies, and we're rotating too, which is mm-hmm. the cool part. And, and the, you can imagine the tower swinging. Yeah, the, the, the tower swing, and also, but like, no, no hole goes unexplored. Um, oh my God, this sounds like like a Bosch painting, you know, way up high in the sky. If there are all these writhing naked, greasy bodies, if if one was to stand beneath the CN Tower with a pair of binoculars. And look up through that glass floor. Would they look up someone's butt, or would they look up their maybe their urethra, or would they just see a pair oh. of well, actually, pair of boobs? I, I I remember actually that's one of the coolest things to do is to l- lie down on that glass floor while you're you're getting hammered or right. I, hammering, right? And just gazing down uh, t- 
to the world below you. Yeah. And uh, all the people that look like ants, just just a bunch of well, you, it's, it's nighttime. You can't really see them, right. but uh, Good point. but it's like just the city, the vast expanse of Toronto, and mm. somebody is like thrusting in and out of you, and it's it's um, it's like nothing you will ever experience in your life, you know. And I, I, yeah, we also do uh, uh, you know they have Edge Walk. Mm-hmm. Right, mm-hmm. and for our listeners listening outside of Toronto, the Edge Walk. How would you explain it? It's you're harnessed to uh, securely harnessed to the CN Tower, but you are allowed to walk on the edge of the CN Tower, sort of like Drake did. Yeah, uh, in uh, the Six, yeah, he except sat- <laughs> more safety precautions. Yeah, yeah, I remember that day, and uh, boy. Oh, were you there when Drake sat on the? Tip? Yes, yes, I was there. What was uh, that like? It was annoying. It was you know because he. There's a lot of safety precautions that need to be that need to take place, and he said, "No, it's not going to look cool if I'm <laughs> right. If I'm strapped. I have to sit on here free, and wearing like, a helmet. And yeah, I have to sit here freely, like as if I'm pondering something. But I can't. And people are like, "Well, we can just CGI that out." And he's like, "That's not real." Wow. Uh, so I respect that. I mean, very yeah, dangerous. But it was like it, it took so long. We had to. I sold nothing. You know, right? Like none, you know, even the entourage he, that he brought didn't buy little little mementos no, or anything. No, 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 no. They yeah. were just, you know. Uh, but sorry, uh, to, getting away from my point. Yeah, we have Edge Walk, and uh, uh, but at night, <laughs> we do, you've been there. Yeah, I'm imagining and- a daisy chain of people <laughs> harnessed to the CN Tower, doing God knows what, yeah. well, the- encircling the entire <laughs> circumference. They call it edge play at edge walk. Yeah. Which, you know. Some other call it like edge fuck. Sure. Oh, God. their listeners just a reminder to please stay tuned until the very end of this episode for a very special christmas poem part of me doesn't want to ask this question but the other part of me needs to ask this question is it true what they say that the the most mind-blowing orgasm a man can experience happens when he's gazing out over the Toronto cityscape from way up high in the sky. Yeah. Well. Yeah, I mean, like, imagine yourself, because we, you know, it's, it's, you know, it seems precarious to have sex outside of the CN Tower. Mm, a gust but, of wind could blow you away. Yeah, but we are strapped. I mean, we're all naked, but we're strapped, you know, the, to the, the harnesses. And you lean back. You know what I mean? Yeah. You lean back and then you have someone just <laughs> go into town on you. Right. Ooh. And uh, and it's like, again, we were talking about the, uh, you know, like the, the orgasm before death or during death. Yes. And this is like the threat of death is right there. Right. And uh, it's mind-blowing orgasm after mind-blowing orgasm. And... Um, Cause I, I'm just imagining myself looking out, gazing out over like yep. Etobicoke or Rosedale to the north, or even Toronto Island to the south. Yeah, and just orgasm and, yeah. after orgasm. 
Yeah, yeah. Like a rolling. And like somebody's behind you just. Right. <laughs> wow. And in front. Probably. Oh, so, you know, I, I'm a pretty wild sex guy. I mean, if I'm being honest. But yeah. Bob, you seem like you are, you're like a sex. <laughs> you're like Mr. Sex, basically, huh? Mr. Oh, sex. Oh, yeah. I, uh. It's been one of the best kept secrets of the CN Tower of what goes on there. I mean, I've worked there for seven years, and this is the first I've heard of it. Yeah, I mean, like, honestly, it would. I'm surprised that you don't have any of these debaucherous parties at the bottom because I, I can't imagine anybody visits. In, in many ways, you guys are like are like the opposite, two two different sides of the same coin. Yeah, Mike's yeah. underground. Lives a sexless life, no. kind of joy, joyless. Bob at the top of the CN Tower, you know the heights of debauchery and hedonism. Yeah, it's kind of interesting. You know, you it's, guys are kind of like one life that sounds pretty great, yeah, and one that sounds no, that's sort pretty of, bad. Sort of linked. Like if I were a superhero, you would be like, yeah, the shitty weird. little supervillain. Well, well, yeah. I, I mean, I might argue with you on that, but what I will say. I find it ironic that you're living this, you're, the things you're doing up there in the sky are so unholy, yet you are technically closer to heaven, and I'm doing the best I can, I'm helping people, I'm struggling financially, mm. spiritually, emotionally, and I, oh, short end of the stick again, closer yeah. to hell. Closer to hell. Well, I mean, like, sex is like, the, it is God's gift to the human race, so... I, that okay. to me makes sense that I would be closer to heaven, embracing the gift that uh, the uh, the Lord has given uh, onto us, and uh, you know I think it's I think that's probably apropos personally, but right, you know, and in hell where you're just you where you're just sort of yeah languishing and like probably like yeah. why me? That's, you know? I do I do say that quite a bit, and Which you know like. A sin, I think, is it one of the seven deadly sins? I think being kind of pathetic is. Yeah. yeah. Well, no, it's not one of them. But may I tell you something? We do. It is kind of like hell. It's dark, dank. Yeah. And at least once a month, one of the sewer pipes breaks, and then there is a. Uh, not to make anyone feel sick, but there's a little river of sewage that I have to wade through. Oh, that's probably. And it's is it from the? Is it from? Mayan? Yeah, it's from the uh, from the top. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because symbolic. Yeah, because is it weird to go to the bathroom that high in the sky? Well, have you never been up it, Mike? No, Mike. Do you have parties uh, down down in the basement? Like we've heard about Bob's upstairs no, parties. No? We don't. I have a boombox and I play some. Oh this, yeah, what do you play this That's... time of the year? The Christmas songs. I'm talking Bing Crosby, mm-hmm. Mario Lanza, Frank Sinatra, mm-hmm. Michael Bublé. Uh-huh. Uh, bare naked ladies, uh, Celtic women, um, yeah. Rankin family. I get like a ugh, MC Mario is DJed there. David Guetta. Uh, what? Well, we had Dip- Diplo was there and he performed. Oh my God, Diplo was there. Yeah, in the up- uh, top. Drake did do a private concert. I don't really like Drake, but no. he did a private concert. I'm and, sensing uh, some bad blood between you and Drake. That you're maybe something <laughs> else happened. You're not telling us. Well, that I, day. no, I okay. Well, he was, you know. We we had another party because Drake was there, obviously, and okay. uh, uh, he was like, "This is 
the worst sex party I've been to ever. And oh my I was god! Like, I, I thought I was pulling out all the stops. I'm, this is embarrassing, but we well, got to think a guy like Drake. He's probably seen some pretty insane well, he, parties. Yeah, right? and like you know, I'm not making money off of these sex parties. Like I'm making a little bit, but the best I can offer is location. It's a great location. Lovely location. Right by Union Station. It actually occurs to me, uh, James, you've been to the... We might have had sex. Wow. Um, Yeah. Wow, this is the... uh, Bob, this is the first time we've had a guest on who may have had sex with James. Uh, It it doesn't matter. It it does Because, again, you you sign the consent. uh, It's free... It's like a, it's like the '60s all over again. You Peace know? and love, it's Woodstock. Right? It's, uh, it's like the, we're it's like we're the, a bunch of insects up there. Yeah, mindless drones. Uh, you know, it's a. I actually, it's someone said. You know, like it, this is like a cult, and you're like Charlie Manson. Well, in the harsh light of day, I have to say, I kind of hope that didn't happen. But you know what? I don't know what the hell happened up there. So no, well, I I, I usually black out. Yeah, about a minute or two in. So. Yeah, well, they do get really intense, and especially if you're, like, facing down at the mm. Toronto, yeah, I think uh, the fear could put you in some sort of shock or something, but, you mm. know, I, people oh. love it for that. Yeah, absolutely. Ooh. We're probably the only tower that has uh, sort of the insane sex capades that, uh, mm. that uh, you know, would make... Uh, Oh, what's uh, another analogy? Oh, yeah. uh, wow. Boogie Nights. Yeah, Boogie, Boogie Nights, Nights look like, look like, look uh, like uh, uh, evening news. Punky Brewster. Yeah. Punky Brewster. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's a good Punky That's Brewster. That's a good one. Um, uh, anyways, yeah. Uh, you know, I, I, if if you want, the next time I'm holding one of these soirees, uh, I, just this uh, one time I could... Extend an olive branch. Um, you know what? Maybe as an observer, you know how they have they send. Uh, there is no no no, no observers sorry. to watch elections. No, no observers. I mean observer. No, you, there's no, no passive. You can't be. Here's my one reservation. Yeah, I would go as long as James isn't there. I do not, under any circumstances, want to wake up the morning after one of these parties and find out that I had uh, James had made love to me or, or the opposite. The feeling is very mutual. I don't want to be there if you're there either. And not yeah. because we're two guys. Not because of that. It's because he's my landlord. I honestly think that perhaps uh, you two should make love to each other. Oh. And uh, I mean... That could, might... Couldn't disagree more. Well said. That's not happening. If people like, think this holiday episode is going to end in that, yeah, you're, turn off right the hell now, because that's not happening. No, I mean... Uh, James isn't my type, let's put it that way. Well, He's a landlord. But that's like opposites attract. No, it's we're not, not. We're not Paula Abdul Look, and DJ uh, Scat Cat or whatever his name is. Yeah, this is not happening. Uh, Listen, Bob, just because I go up to the top of the tower and things get insane, yeah. it's a different mental state, in the real world, that's not my bag, baby. Oh, okay? no. Oh, yeah, that's yeah. No, that's true. Not uh, like, happening. Yeah, I have a family. Trust me, I know what you mean. You have a family? Do they know that you engage in all this very risky-sounding uh, willy-nilly sex? No, 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 no. Absolutely well, not. Well, we won't. No. Um, well, that's well, a good thing, actually. Keep it from your family. They don't need to. Yeah, know. I keep it from my family. Very responsible. You know. Uh, no, and they wouldn't listen to this podcast, so I, I think I'm fine with that. All right. Um, uh, are you seeing somebody currently? No. Well, I mean, you go to one of my parties. 
And All right, fine. That's going to. You've worn me down. You've worn me down. Help your self-esteem. I mean. All right, just James can't be there. Is my only stipulation. This is. Uh, this is what I like doing for Christmas. Mm. Is like giving someone the power of. Uh, pleasure and exploration and sending them out in the world and being like, you know what? They let down their inhibitions, you know? You know. Yeah. Do, do, do you, the parties you throw sort of um, make like basic instinct look like SpongeBob SquarePants? <laughs> I would say, yeah, it makes some... Um, it makes a short bus. Oh, Sukin. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Sukin. Uh, it makes short bus look like uh, uh, that uh, the magical school bus. Oh, oh nice. god! Yeah, very different buses. Yeah, makes uh, holy smokes! Nine and a half weeks look like the Wiggles. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, my yeah. god! As good as Bob's because he had the double bus thing. I had double bus. bus but yeah, I thought it well, you shouldn't have. Yeah, that. you should have let that. Yeah, I should have let that be the last yeah. one. Um, I have. It's like a sorry. Oh, sorry. Were you gonna say make another? Uh, <laughs> uh, Comparison? Yeah. Uh, makes uh, the bang bus. Oh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. Makes the bang bus look like uh, Thomas the Tank Engine. Yes, uh, yes. Yeah. You're good at these. Ding, ding, ding. Well, you just, the vehicle. Yeah. Yeah, I and, think yeah, yeah, yeah. You're just connection. intertwining the vehicle stuff. Hmm. You're in charge of the light design of the CN Tower. How do you ensure, this time of year... That jolly old Saint Nick doesn't crash his sleigh into the top of the CN Tower well, well, when he's we making his the, rounds. We have the blinker on the top. The, okay. The blinking for for sonar, right? It's mm-hmm. I, I believe the blinking is for well, it's uh, uh, radar so people don't crash into it. Uh, I, I mean, I've never looked into it, but I feel like so people know where the CN Tower is at all times because you go in the cockpit of a plane, you. Your field of vision is so small through that window, you know what I mean? Right. Yeah. Uh, so Santa's sleigh, he's got an open He's got an open thing, uh, no windows. Uh, no windows. We have the blinking antenna. I imagine the reindeer are clocking that, blinking, and uh, they're avoiding it entirely. Because what do you think would happen if, if there was a power outage? <laughs> Suddenly Santa and the reindeer can't see... The CN Tower in the sky. Heaven forbid this ever happens. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But on Christmas Eve, they slam and crash into the CN Tower, and Santa and his reindeer, uh, they all die, and then they... Well, um... And they're found in a heap at the bottom of the CN Tower. How do you think the city would react? Or would you get in trouble? I don't see how I could be in trouble for Santa Claus uh, flying into the CN Tower. And heaven forbid... A power outage. Right. Unless... Unless the our sexual adventure is somehow blacked out the city, right? Uh, all I could, but I would if Santa Claus is listening. Uh, I extend uh, you to you and Mrs. Claus if you want to ever visit the CN Tower uh, during it, slash and or after hours. Uh, please uh, just you know uh, come up and talk. You know my name's Bob. Ask for Bob, and uh, I can hook you up. Uh, something tells me that that's not really Santa Claus's scene, but uh, you oh, do you, fair Do enough. you know him? Well, I've read enough uh, books about him. <laughs> Mike, I, I can pretty much guess that he's not into that stuff. Like, if he's a normal... Well, 
If Santa's a normal, no, sorry, Santa's no, I shouldn't a, said that. Santa's he's a, a red-blooded, hot-blooded man. He's a red-blooded, yes. He has a, he's, yeah. a, he's something between, he's not a man, he's like something between like a, an angel and an alien, and he's probably not into this Mrs. Stuff. Claus as well, like I, I don't want to forget her in this. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, she has desires just like any woman does, and um, mm, she's an alien as well. If she, if she, if she wants to partake in like this one hundred way sex orgy mm. with her and her beau, and we're all there. If you want to come, I mean, yeah, absolutely. What a story that would be. And Mike, I mean, if you want to, if you want to come, right. I know James right. is there, but if you could, but t- the opportunity to possibly have sex with Santa Claus himself. Well, well, now you've you've got me thinking. Now that's the Christmas spirit, I think. Because I mean, if I, it would probably be my one chance to do so. <laughs> I would say it's your only chance for sure. Hmm, I'll have to. Unless Santa Claus loves it so much, he just returns. He returns every time. Yeah, but I, wow, he's. Lives far away. Bob, do people ever go to the tip of the tower, like sand on the tip? I always wondered that. Oh, like uh, atop of where the blinker, blinker yeah, is? Yeah, like, does anyone ever stand right on the tip outside? You know, that's so funny. It's right there. I've never done it myself. Uh, I'm a little afraid of heights. Really? That's so interesting, because yeah. you spend so much time up high in a tower. I know, and it's... Man in the high tower. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, very it, different, it's, but... Yeah, it's absolutely different. It's uh, a book. Yeah, about Nazis winning the war. Yeah. Huh? This is, uh, although it's written by a guy named Dick. Oh. So that that kind of, anyway. I can't, this, this, the sexual depravity of this episode of the podcast <clears throat> makes Porky's mm-hmm. look like uh, Romper Room. Remember that show? Well, what about yeah. Porky's look like Porky the Pig? Yeah, that's ah, good. That's, damn it. That fits with the... Uh, uh, it makes uh, American Pie Ooh, look like... Stifler. Uh, just pie. That's good. Yeah. I see. I, oh. Now I'm crossing mediums from movie like to though. food. It makes Christina Aguilera's dirty video <laughs> yeah. look like uh, just a pile of dirty dishes. Yeah. <laughs> Oh. Yeah, 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 yeah. And uh, uh, so, yeah, I'm in constant terror up there. Uh, and that's why I have to have these sex parties, because it, the, uh, fear fear and sex are so closely intertwined. Like, yes. the response. The death drive. There's the, 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 yeah, nobody knows, but there's, they say fight or flight, mm-hmm. but there's also... Uh, a third now? Yep. <laughs> there's a third. Wow. <laughs> It's interesting to dig into your sort of... Uh, Nobody knows that. Yeah. About human psychology. Honestly, uh, go on any roller coaster and tell me you're not hard afterwards. Okay. Very interesting glimpse into your psychology, This, this episode... Bob, because, yeah, like, I, I've never thought of it this way, but you're really... Uh, sex is just really intertwined with a lot of things for you. You're well, very, I think it's uh, intertwined in everything that... We all do. You know what I mean? Uh, wow. It's it's what uh, gets us up in the morning and what, it, what it's what puts us to bed at night. I got to be honest. I think I'm a quite the party guy, quite a crazy guy. And yeah. I, am, I am slightly disturbed by how into sex you are. And you're mm. has a fair attitude as well. You're not, you're not all pumped up about it. You're kind of uh, very calm yeah, in, your, exactly. your, in your sexual mania. Yeah. But, I, you know, I people, people have... 
like model trains. You know what I mean? People yeah. like model trains. People like Mike have model trains. No, yeah. people yeah. like Neil Young and Rod Stewart collect model trains, actually. <laughs> okay? And you have, like, this gorgeous spread of food here. Yeah. You oh, know, so you... people like to cook. And uh, other people just like to have raucous sex parties. It's Up high kind in the sky. of the same thing. Up high in the sky, yeah. Speaking of my food, have you had a chance to sample my Christmas cookies, cakes, and pies, or buns, or my homemade uh, health candy canes? Um, not well. Black beans. I'm mm-hmm. Peppermint extract and egg whites. No, I haven't had any of them. Do any, do any of them contain pineapple? Or? No, no. No, I can't. All right. You know, I just got to say, this episode is so down and dirty that it makes Debbie Does Dallas look like Dallas Buyers Club. (laughs) That's pretty close. That's pretty close. That doesn't make sense. (sighs) I mean, the Dallas... That was a... Because that's... Dallas is both of them. That has... It doesn't... There's no... The second one's supposed to be sort of like a kid's show or something. Oh, well, yeah. I, I don't... Matthew McConaughey. You just are he's rated... Uh, he's dying of AIDS, you, which you is two a are just sexual beating up on transmitted me. disease. You guys are just being bullies, so... I would say it look, makes Debbie... Debbie does Dallas look like, um... Uh... <laughs> the show Dallas? De- no. Debbie's Snack Cakes? Okay. Oh, yeah, Little Debbie's. Yeah, yeah. Little Debbie's, yes. Now, all I can think of was food, because you mentioned it, and uh, it's mm. in front of me, but... but Makes yeah. uh, Deep Throat look like McCain Deep and Delicious Pizza. Yeah, or, uh, I like that. Yeah, or whatever yeah. it was. Yeah. Or, uh, a cake. What we're saying is it's dirty, right? This has been a we're saying dirty episode so far. <laughs> it, oh, I'm sorry. Well, no, it's, I mean... Hey. It's Listen, great to, it's, you know. I think we're on the verge of another sexual revolution, and I'm just sort of at the... I'm, you know, I, I'm... God forbid, I'm, I'm, I might be up the ahead of my time, I guess. But it's this episode reminds me of this episode makes two girls one cup. Yeah, look like uh, two uh, minions two. Well, God, should we take a break and come back with a short little game? I think, I think the three of us need Love to take it. a cold shower. I agree, actually. All right, well, let's take a break, and we'll be right back. Ding-a-ling-a-ling, the Christmas bells, they ring. Welcome back to our special holiday episode of the Landlord and Tenant Podmess. Uh, it's been a sexually charged episode, and we're going to try and take a hard right turn here into more uh, family-friendly territory. Uh, how are you doing, Bob, our guest? Good, good. Yeah, thank you for coming. I'm sorry to bring sex into all this stuff. No, it's a natural part of life, but yeah. it's a part of life we don't have to uh, spend too much time uh, focusing on, uh, especially this time of year. Yeah. It's uh, time for families. And Some would argue that. Okay. Okay. Um, so, uh, this is the segment of the show where we play... A fun game to unwind after having an exciting conversation. And uh, because of the season, I thought it'd be fun if we played a game called The Landlord and Tenant Podmess Presents Christmas Riddles. 
And how it works is is this way. I'm going to read three Christmas riddles, mm -hmm. and you guys are going to try and guess um, the answers to them. And whoever guesses the most right wins. And also feel free, because now we're just in party mode. Uh, feel free to drink some of my Christmas mulled wine or the Christmas treats I baked. Um, uh, Christmas buns, Christmas cakes, cookies and pies, Christmas candy canes. Well, I guess I could just have pineapple after. Yeah, I don't have any pineapple here. Um, all right. I'll try one of these candy canes. Right. Oh, please yeah. do. These oh. ones you made. Oh, yeah, made out of black bean, uh, egg white, and peppermint extract. A few raisins as well. Oh. Um, a new twist on an old favorite. All right, Christmas riddle number one of three. You guys ready? It's like a, it's seeds in here. A few. Is that a seed? Mm -hmm. I am white. I am warm and have cookie crumbs in me. What am I? I'm white and warm, and I have cookie crumbs in me. Um, I don't know. Think. Stomach? No. Mm. Like a napkin? Mm, I can see why you'd think that, but no. The answer is Santa's beard. He has because uh, he's going down the chimney and eating all the cookies people leave out for him, and he's got cookies in his beard. Is this a toenail? Oh God. That's a t that's a toenail. I, right? No, I don't. Why would I have? Why would there be toenails near there? I think there's a contact lens in this one. No. God, my All right. <clears throat> how how is there a bone in a candy cane? There's not. I don't know what that is. If you don't want to eat my snacks, just fine. Christmas riddle number two. I'm thick, beautiful, and taste of plums. What am I? Christmas uh, riddle number two. I'm thick, beautiful, and taste of plums. A plum. No, yeah. it's, it's a little too on the nose. I don't know. Plum, uh, like plum juice. Yeah, plum. No, uh, I'm thick, beautiful. Like, yeah. and these plums. These candy canes are really weird. Well, it's just yeah. black, black beans, peppermint extract, and egg white. Uh, it's just a new healthy twist on an old classic. Where the did answer, you did, did you cook this off of your floor? No, I didn't cook this off of my floor. Thank you very much. The answer is Christmas pudding. Thick, beautiful taste of plums. Huh. Should I bother with Christmas riddle number three? Yeah, do it, do it. Sorry, just... The, I don't know why we continue to eat this, but... Just some snacks. I'm trying to be hospitable to my guests. Um, all right, this is a good one. I know you're going to get it. I am harmonious, rosy-cheeked, and inspire a sense of wonder. What am I? <clears throat> I'm harmonious, rosy-cheeked, and inspire a sense of wonder, which we don't have enough of in these uh, trying times. Uh, is, um... Sorry, you had a guess? An ornament. No. Is it like, um... Harmonious. Rosy-cheeked. Inspires. Is it like, uh, the Christmas spirit? No. No, but I can see why you'd say that. The, the actual answer is, <clears throat> I'm a choir of boys singing Christmas carols at midnight mass on Christmas Eve. Choir of boys. All right. Were, the, were either of you, um, choir boys back in the day? No. No. I can tell probably Bob with what the stories you've told, you probably weren't. Are were you a choir boy, Mike? Uh, yes. How how old were you? Um, let's see, between the ages of eight and nineteen. So, um that is our game. Uh well great game. You, I mean none of you were distracted. The the candy canes were insane. I'm sorry to the listeners yeah. if we were distracted during that game, but like <clears throat> they had a bunch of weird stuff in them. 
I'm not even kidding. Wanted a contact lens. There was weird stuff in Bob's yeah. too. There was no contact you might, you lens. Were, you must the... have been mental when you were making these. I don't know what. Yeah, is going on. I might have. I might have chipped a tooth, so I might wow. have to see my dentist. Very good. Well, um, I guess that's it for the show. Bob, thank you so much for coming. Happy Thanks. holidays. Thank you for having me. <sighs> uh, it's a pleasure to meet again, uh, Mike. Um, I want to extend that uh, invitation. Uh, so I think it would do wonders for your, uh, you know, self-esteem and yeah, I'll I'll be there, you know. But again, no observing. It's, okay, I'll. It's, it's 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 an active sport. So fine, I'll I guess I'll come. Um, Mike, happy holidays to you. Merry Christmas. Yes, and the same to you, James. Um, I guess I'll see you in the new year, and we'll start our uh, exciting second season of the Landlord and Tenant Pod Mess, right? Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Uh, You know, got some other stuff on the burner. Um, You know, going down to Miami and, you know, to hang out with the kid. But, uh, yeah, we'll see, Mike. Yeah, I know. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll do a season two. All right. Um, oh, so this is season finale. This yeah. is the season finale, yes. Oh, yeah. Should be and, like a cliffhanger or something. Oh, that's actually a good point. Maybe yeah. I should uh, leave the audience wondering if I murder James. Sort of. That'd be funny. That's pretty dark. But Alright listeners, as promised at the top of the show, it's time for an exclusive Landlord and Tenant pod mess, Christmas Poem. It's, uh, come on James. Okay, I don't, I just want everybody to know I didn't write this, okay? Mike wrote it and I'm reading it. It doesn't matter who wrote it, what matters is that it's time to light the Christmas fire and gather around with your family, with your turkey and your, uh, stuffing and time to listen to a nice Christmas poem. Hey. What? No, nothing. All right. It's called A Podcaster's Letter to Santa, and I have a feeling it's going to become uh, a bit of a tradition on this show to, uh, to read this poem. I sincerely hope it's not. Here we go. A Podcaster's Letter to Santa. Dear Mr. Santa, we've a message for you from downtown Toronto, a city pure and true. As you load up your sleigh and get ready to fly, we have one demand, and we suggest you comply. Please listen to our podcast, Santa. Download us to your mobile device. Please rate and review. You you know what to do. We're not going to ask you twice. Yes. Sounds like you're threatening him. There's no threat. It's just being playful with Santa. You're a man with big-time connections. Surely you can help us out. If you betray us, it will dismay us and make us fuss and pout. Very good. you doing well. Oh, tell the folks in Egypt and Israel all about our pod. Africa and China and the, shit, <laughs> and the city of Chicago. Oh. What? I spoke too soon. You said shitty. Chicago. Uh, Santa's... Tr- so this is at the end of the poem now. Santa has gone around the world and he's told everyone about our podcast as we asked him to. Uh, so here's the epilogue. Now Santa's trip is over. He's returning to North Pole. He spread the word about our pod to every living soul. We wake up in the morning to check our podcast data. 
and several and seven billion listeners have listened and gone gaga. <laughs> what? They Santa obeyed our wishes and told the world about our podcast, and so. Uh, we've got the entire population of the Earth now listening to our podcast. It's just a little Christmas joke. So this is what you think people are going to say on Christmas Eve from now on, that we've got lots of downloads for our podcast. I mean, it's a very specific type of Christmas poem. Hmm. It's for podcasters. That's why it's called A Podcaster's Letter to Santa. And I feel like it's going to be uh, a bit of a future classic. Well, we'll, we'll see about that. Um so we hope you enjoy that uh, reading of the poem, A Podcaster's Letter to Santa. And again, uh, on behalf of James and me, I'd like to wish everyone a happy holidays. <laughs> <laughs>